Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 247. We are recording on the 19th, a day after Roma won 3-0 away at Frosinone. And I think that is Daniele De Rossi has equaled Jose Mourinho's league away record this season in Serie A just in two games. Two away wins out of two. Mourinho got two away wins out of ten. We'll probably be talking about this in a bit. With me tonight, I have the returning Joey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Scott? Yeah, all good. Tired, as, as we are recording on a Monday, and as we're talking pre-pod, Mondays are not the best because it's just past the weekend, and uh, we are still in late winter, coming into early spring, but all good. With us tonight, we've got a third person. We've got the returning Nadette. How are you, Nadette? I'm okay, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. Can't complain. We were talking on Twitter DM. We get to talk about a Roma win this time. I'm so pleased. Yes, finally. The last time that that was here, well, uh, it wasn't a win, right? I think it was a loss or a draw. I think it was a derby loss. I'm not sure. Oh, yes. You're here for the derby. Yeah. The, the, was it? Was it? Or was I? I think I was about to go to watch Roma play against Sassuolo, where we would have lost. Sassuolo, yes, it was that one. It yes. was the one before the Sassuolo game. Uh, Great match, by the way, in or... spite of everything. In spite of everything. Yeah, I... was it the one? Or... What did we talk about? What was before Sassuolo? Joe, your memory's good as mine. It was, it's at the tip of my, um... Udinese? I cannot remember. Because we played Raul's Theodore. You went to Nadella, you went to the Sassuolo game, the one where Sassuolo got the red card, the, the 2-1, or you went to the one before that? The 4-3 one. I would look it up. Um, Wijnaldum scored and Zabala. Uh, oh, you thought last year. The, the one oh, where yes. Kumbulla was sent off. <laughs> yeah, Terrible match. Now, I don't mean but I enjoyed the atmosphere. Oh, oh the, the, the match same. before that, I remember was... Oh, that was last year. Yeah, the match before that was Juventus, I remember. That was a 1-0 oh, sorry, Juventus definitely. win. Because oh, I, yeah. So I, I missed that just by... Juventus, a, yes. that's I the have, I could have seen yeah. my favorite player score. Against Juventus, but I didn't go. Scott, yes. that was that was the that was the match I told you where we always joke about the cardiologist. That was the one I I, I think I sent you my a picture of my watch of my heart rate. It, it felt like I did a marathon watching the last fifteen minutes of that game. I, I remember that game, and then we we were so we talked about it, all three of us oh, how how, uh, um, how happy we were, and uh, and then we come Joe, to Roma. You're, yeah? you are cutting in, you are cutting in and out. Oh, you are cutting it out. I can hear him. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Nadette's favorite player is was scored was Gianluca Mancini. Me and Mister Mancini share a birthday of April (laughs) seventeenth. Sorry, I couldn't. I didn't understand you. Uh, So, me and Gianluca Mancini share share a birthday. April 17th. Oh, okay. 
Interesting, Scott. I share I, one with Higuain. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I share a birthday oh, with okay, Trump, so enough. that mine doesn't count. Yes. Oh, God. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win. Nadat wins yes. in this podcast. Nadat wins. <laughs> the winner. Um, so, uh, should we talk about yes yeah, today? Uh, Neil, Roma yes. 3. Yeah, true. Nadette is the winner. Uh, yeah, so Frozenone and Neil Roma 3, A Tale of Two Halves. Daniele De Rossi going off his mind after Dean Hoyson gets booked after scoring that wonder goal. Uh, a lot better in the second half. Joey, I'll start with you and I'll come to you, Nadette, afterwards. What were your thoughts on yesterday's performance? Uh, I thought Roma completely went off script uh, compared to how they played the first um, few games under Rossi. They started off poorly in the first half, and but De Rossi did something that we were hoping to see because it looked to have become a problem. We saw him tactically adjust to the issue and, and address it and then go on to the second half and win. I, I can't say much positive about the first half besides VR. I think Sviar was tremendous, and if it wasn't for him, we would have certainly be down 1-0. He, him was, he was probably the man of the match, him or you know even Pellegrini, just for changing the way Roma played. But without him, we would have been down 1-0. And, and De Rossi was very brave to, to, to start him. Even though everybody knew he should start, it's still brave enough for him to do it as being a new manager. He makes that wonderful save on Sule, and then um, you're, you're still not playing well. And then what good teams do, they find a way to go ahead. And Roma's kind of showing signs of it. You you have Hoisin who had this absolute wonder goal. And Scott, you're telling me not to fall in love with lone players. Not saying it the greatest of games, but that was a tremendous goal. And it's making making me hope Roma is able to keep him. That, that could be a candidate for goal of the year. Definitely goal of the month. But you still don't play well. De Rossi sees this issue at halftime and he even addressed it in the post-match press conference. He sees the issue at halftime and he tactically adjusts to it. And in the second half, we were just all over Frozenone. And uh, we had the, from Asmund's goal to the, the penalty to even just the buildup, uh, we did super well. And I wanted to quote from De Rossi. It's just so refreshing to see somebody just so tactically aware of what's going on. His tactical awareness is outstanding. Um, maybe it's, you know, everybody can see it, but the fact that he says it to us at least makes us know or understand that uh, uh, that he kind of sees the problem that everybody else sees. He even mentioned about he uh, him apologizing for making a major mistake. Uh, he's very apologetic. I, I can see that. He always says, sorry. Um, and he realizes the mistakes he made, and he owns up to it. He he personally said that he made a major mistake tonight. I tried to change, you know, the player next to our striker. He said he played at Moon, who's more offensive. But when he uh, he says I was wrong to pull off the decision, we have to analyze it. And the second half's what he liked more. So he realized that playing Asmun Lukaku didn't work. And he goes on to say, uh, Lukaku, I didn't like him together with Asmun, and he was also fatigued. So he was very transparent in what he said about that. He said he liked Asmund more. He was more refreshed. And this is what he was saying in the, the press conference. He said, when this happens, it's the coach's fault, not the players. So he said, I should have made uh, a lot of changes in the first half. He actually said, I should have made 11 changes. 
you know, he was that upset of the game. They even put a report about it. But he came on and he said about it. I didn't like the setup. The setup wasn't great. They couldn't build. They made he made such brave choices taking off Hoisin. Hoisin, although he had the goal, he's uh, a kid of 18 years old, 45 minutes, got booked with a yellow, and is getting booze from the crowd. You're setting yourself up for maybe a second yellow. Plus, he wasn't playing too well. He was giving the way uh, he was giving the ball away a lot. So he made a bold decision. He changed him. He brought on Pellegrini for more balance. And he took off Lukaku because he was tired and he put up Asmoon up front and he had more players behind him to help build. And it was such an amazing change at half. And Roma just dominated the rest of the game. And again, two away wins from two. And it's the first time since October 22 since Roma won uh, two away games in a row. So very long time. So overall, I, I'm... I'm not happy with the first half, but I'm pleased and excited to see the tactical adjustments we made. And overall, I like what I saw from the players and from De Rossi tonight. Even though he looks about 15 and a proper stoner, that was one hell of a goal, wasn't it? Wonder goal. Absolute wonder goal. He has, like, that's something we I want to see from a striker, but we're seeing it from an 18-year-old center back. It was tremendous. <laughs> And then he got booked for his celebration doing the the Cristiano Ronaldo sue. And what what else did he do? Did he do something to do, to shush he, the crowd? He shushed, he shushed the crowd. <clears throat> Excuse me. He shushed the crowd because they kept um, uh, they kept booing him. Booing him. And yeah, because you know he was supposed to go to Frosinone. That's the whole background. The, like it was mm. it was supposed to be done, and then he decided to go to Roma instead. So he even addressed the Rossi. I personally don't think he should be booked for it. It's a celebration. But again, it's a dinosaur league, so you never know what you get out of it. But uh, what, but yeah, going back to what a goal. Uh, just tremendous. I, I was really happy to see that from him and from, you know, when Roma were struggling, we had players kind of step up to take us out of that moment. Uh, Sviar is the one, you know, I go back to even Hoisin's goal. Uh, without him, Scott and Adet, that go, that shot from Sule, it goes in for me. That the one that's going viral on social media, the save. If it's Patricio and Nets, it's that's definitely in. And I, yeah, and it's one no Frosinone, and you never know what happens from there. So he was tremendous. He had the highest rating. He had like seven saves. It was just, and he actually comes out to claim corners. It, it's just such a relief, and uh, it's, uh, it's so refreshing to see that you know to have a goalie that can that I can say, I think, won us a game. And Sviar definitely did that. Uh, Nadette, what were your thoughts on yesterday's win? Would you agree with Joey? So, uh, yes. So he said most of what I wanted to say. Definitely, Sviar <laughs> is the hero of the match. Um, I haven't been, I haven't felt such at ease with someone at the, at, at the goalkeeping end as much as I did so it's been a while probably even since Alison but I'm biased because I loved him so <laughs> okay so at first the first thing I wanted to say was it's always amazing to see ex-coaches um, and people who love drama uh, coaching at the other end so I, I loved seeing the Francesco and the Rossi hugging it out at the beginning it's already a good match it's a good start to the match to me and then that I was surprised to see Roma struggling for a change. But then I, I'm always happy to see 
people commenting how terrible someone is and then that said someone scores every time and shuts them up basically so Heisen or however you say the name I'm not sure how you pronounce it and then I even read thoughts about how Azmun isn't good and then he scores a great goal as well so in reality um, as Joey perfectly said there was a problem with tactics it always happens even if you play Lukaku who is a top striker but somehow um, it doesn't always work for Roma um, we struggle I see the team struggling uh, but different to what we're used to they also did something about it and the change was tremendous I didn't agree with Huizen being booked because I think it, it's very it, it was a stupid thing considering that last week Acherbi wasn't booked for his gesture but um, it is what it is referees and Roma don't mix well uh, but I think it was all in all a great match we get three points we get a clean sheet we also see, um, see that we have at least um, uh, uh, someone who can score a penalty who is in Dybala because I'm always worried about that and it's always a pleasure to see people working as a team as a side note and I'm also quite biased it was nice to see Mancini acting like a captain. I don't know if you agree with me. I've I've watched yes. the video of him trying to shush yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> the shush, yes, basically. So yeah. it's it's nice to see him doing well and being more disciplined in spite of the yellow card. Is it, isn't some... it wild? Uh, just want to say, isn't it wild, uh, Nadette, that it was Mancini trying to calm down the Rossi? Imagine yeah, a guy like... <laughs> yeah, trying to calm him down. I was like, "Wow, what?" I mean, we remember the Rossi. Yeah, it was I always going... say I see a bit of the Rossi in Mancini, but people tend to disagree with me because they tell me that Mancini doesn't have the talent. I disagree. I think he needs work. He has been great for Roma, especially as a defender. To me, but I'm biased. He's my favorite. So. <laughs> I don't know what else to say aside from the fact that yes, seeing Pellegrini um, also do well. It's also um, even Selic and and also because we didn't mention it, the return of Smalling that was amazing. Yeah, and that, you know what's got that, a, that I have to also. one guy, the one guy who played really poorly, and I couldn't stop tweeting about it. I, I think Christensen's just gotta go. I think he's just gotta go. Oh, I was well, as poor Joey. as you can get. Well, Joe, if Leeds get promoted, he will probably go back. I think he's going back regardless, but let's hope yeah. let's hope Leeds does because that was poor. I, I saw so much more out of Chelek <coughs> than I did out of Christensen. I was just yeah. Chelek did uh, Chelek did more attacking. And when did he come on? Seventy fifth, seven round there. Seventy seven. Six. Okay, so I, I was completely off. I was completely off. Um, and he did more attacking input in those 26, 27 minutes plus added time included than Christensen did for 65, 66, or even as Nadat said, 67 minutes, which is, is bonkers. Because sometimes when you give um, people liked, uh, more time, they tend to not do well. True. The, the less time you give them. Can you hear me? Very, very true. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, you were spot on there. Um what I liked is when they took off Lukaku, I don't know if you two would agree with me, Roman looked more fluid. 
They looked more of a counter-attacking side and looked more comfortable in attack and didn't have to rely on someone holding up the ball. As you could see, they were breaking from deep and using the wide guys in Baldanzi and Al Shawari and using Asman, who's quite quick and quite mobile for a, for a big guy. And they looked more dangerous. And as Joey messaged me yesterday, he was like, we need more midfield. We need someone in midfield. We need more people in midfield. We look a little bit... I, I read it as, look, we look a bit overrun because De Rossi started with a 4-2-3-1 with two attackers in Asmund and Lukaku as like the two, like the one behind and Lukaku as the main striker. But when he brought on um, Pellegrini and dropped him in and then Asmund moved a little bit further up, there's a bit of a more balance in the midfield. I know Joey isn't a big fan of uh, Brian Cristante because I've seen Milk turn quicker than him. Um, <laughs> it's quite slow in the midfield. Um, but I think they all... Yeah, true. But I, I do think Cristante is, is good and does a job. But I think overall, I think it was a very, very good performance bar the first half. And as Nadette said, we've got a goalkeeper now. And you also said, Joey, that Svila just looks more mobile, more trust in his defence, and actually comes out and collects the ball and starts off the attack as well. And I was just like, oh my God, he's made saves. He's pulled one out of the, the bottom corner, which, um, excuse me, Sule just actually let rip, and I thought that was going in. And I was just so happy. Oh, It's just like, we, we've got a goalkeeper now, I think will be the number one for the rest of the season before someone may come in next season. And I tweeted out, this is probably the end of Rui Patricia at Roma. And I think it is. I think his time with Roma is done. And I saw a report today that he looks like he'll be leaving on a free transfer, which for you, Joey, is probably music to your ears. Yeah, it's it's celebration time. I mean, it's it's starting. So uh, seeing those type of notif- notifications, that news is just it excites me because we can actually progress forward. We've been sort of uh, limited ourselves, and a big reason is Patricio and obviously uh, other players. And it's just you know that's very limiting for us having a goalkeeper who can't make you know just some. Not even just some world saves, even some basic saves or some basic claims. So it's just, I, I'm I'm happy to see it. I think it's time to move on. I, I said it, like, how poor he's been. It's been 18 months at, at least. He hasn't been great for Roma, uh, barring that first season, maybe half of the of last season. But he just hasn't been great. And overall, Scott, I, I like the take on the game when you mentioned about uh, Asmoon. I think he... Uh, he took up very good spacing um, and he helped the, the attack build because Lukaku isn't the link-up player. He's a, he good at holding up the ball, but you know to drop in and link up with the team, it's obviously not his strength. And we sort of needed that more yesterday. And Asmund looked a bit more mobile. So having him drop in to help build up or really help Roma and the, the wide attacking players um, yeah. did, did super well to, to kind of... Uh, communicate with Asmoon and then take the right spaces up. And then, you know, Nadette mentioned about Pellegrini. He just, he changed the whole midfield. He changed the way we build up. So it was positive to see. It was even positive to see Awar come in. Um, I want him to kind of be Pellegrini's uh, substitute. Like if Pellegrini needs a breather, I think that's where Awar needs to come in, be the guy to help build from that midfield. That's 
you know, that's usually his strength. So it was nice to see him as long as that that mentioned Smalling. So overall it was really positive sign and, you know, saw nothing of swarming of the referees, uh, yellow cards for the staff, absolutely zero of that. So it's been oh, four games yeah. now. We've seen it. So maybe the refs in the debt will, you know, I know they don't usually agree with us or, or like Roma. I, I personally don't think so, but maybe not having ten, 10 players or, you know, five coaching staff members and three players and referees faces, maybe they'll suddenly respect us a little more. Who knows? But overall it was, it was nice to see and we're, we're, we're trending in a positive direction, especially in February, where now's usually the time, if you guys know that usually around this time, creeping into March, Roma start usually going the opposite way. They start to slow down and they start to lose ground. But we're seeing the opposite. Players are coming back healthier and we're, we're winning games. I mean, like I said, first, first time two away wins in a row since October 2022. And you know what? I actually feel Roma can go into any match and score two goals a game. Whether it's Inter, who have the best defense in the league, or away match for closing owning. Before I had, I didn't have that feeling. I was always, uh, if we score, it's one goal, and let's hope we defend it. Now I have a feeling we can go in, you know, scoring two goals a game. We change something, and it worked. I always mention this, Scott, and it's the the theme that I kept using, the saying, the sentence of insanity was doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We're we're not doing that anymore. And uh, that said, the the Rossi and like we mentioned, the Rossi saw a problem, changed it, and we dominated forty five minutes. So it was just nice, super nice to see overall in a professional way. Win in my my opinion. Uh, Nadette, was that the happy grunt of one of your dogs? I could hear in the background just a minute ago. It's not a grunt. <laughs> my dog is a bit defective. So yes, <laughs> yes. Which yes, one yes. is it? He came Which looking the blind and oh. um, he's blind, he's diabetic. And he oh, came looking him. for me, so I had to go get up for him. Yes. Oh, bless. Um, if anyone doesn't know, how many dogs have you got in a debt? Three, three. Oh, are they all the same breed? Two chihuahuas and one springer. Oh, I'm a dog man. I love dogs. I saw two puppies yesterday on, on my afternoon walk before the game and they were both very adorable and if anyone does ask Nadette does post pictures of her dogs on social media and they are adorable no, I prefer posting my dogs are cuter yeah dogs are better than, pe- <laughs> dogs are better than people oh, of course <laughs> I just wanted to point that out because I heard some the, the dog I heard like grunts of a dog and I thought that's one of Nadette's yes, yes, dogs he's a- Hey, it's it's not me, <laughs> not yet. Um, uh, I'll I'll carry on to what Joe yeah, was saying. Sure. If that's okay. Yeah. Um. Someone had told me. Of, I don't want to mention it because it it still has a gaping hole in my heart. But after the Sevilla match, someone told me. Um. Someone I know from Twitter said, "Did you play to win or did you just play to not lose?" And I think that's the difference now. It's a, a, it's a thought process that I'm seeing a change in Roma because they're actually, they actually want to win. I don't know what happened. I don't know why there, want, there was the need for a turnover. But it's evident now that the players are more motivated to, to, play, to play and to win. And to do their best for the for the shirt, you can see that from the way Baldanzi, Debala, 
they all looked delighted to see Heisen scoring. So it was amazing to see teamwork at that level. I said there's a change in mindset. Would you agree? Definitely. I mean, it starts immediately. You see Renato Sanchez and Smalling going back to training. I don't know what happened. It's not my place to speak about it. But I wasn't, I don't want to jinx him, but I wasn't expecting De Rossi to do so well and to be so effective on the mindset of um, his players. Not completely agree. I wanted to bring up a player um, who I think is slightly excelled under De Rossi and he's wearing his shirt number. It's Leandro <laughs> Paredes. And he's turned into a like a world beater at the moment. Um Joey, I'll start with you, and Nadette, I'll come on afterwards. Have you been impressed with the uh, the Argentine shithouser who likes to get into trouble once in a while and is Paolo Dybala's best friends? So I don't know how you feel about that, Joey, as you're Dybala's number one fan. But how do you feel about Paredes start under De Rossi? Uh, uh, well, he's certainly not the best Argentinian on the team, but he's been uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been certain. No, he's been certainly uh, phenomenal. Uh, like we always said, Scott, and I mentioned this Nadette in a previous pod. I think this type of game suits him, where Roma have the ball a lot more. You're going to see much uh, better improvement in Paredes's game. Paredes Paredes is playing in a system that works for him. And it's it's not only just him. I mean, I will, we'll, we'll focus on Paredes, but the system excels for a lot of other players as well. So it helps, but but specifically on Paredes, it's because it's a game that suits for him. And Nadette and yourself, Scott, you guys mentioned mindset, motivation. I mean, this is the same group of players, including Paredes, who played Milan with no motivation, looked dreadful. This is the same group of players just uh, were, near, were about a month later who want to win who don't want to be afraid to lose, and that includes Paredes. And just having De Rossi, a system that works for him, works certainly better for him than you know some of our other midfields, like I said, like Cristante, um, kind of uh, trending towards Paredes' strength has really helped them flourish. When we have the ball, when we're in possession, there's nobody to me in our midfield that I feel more comfortable having the ball than Paredes in terms of either keeping it or kind of finding the right way to build with it, like starting from our center backs to our midfield. And that's putting a lot of trust in him. And De Rossi has praised Paredes uh, countless of times now, and he's pivotal. I, I cannot see a more important midfielder than him right now. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked to say it. it's, it's obviously between him and Pellegrini in my opinion, but they work in different ways. But still, he has been the most pivotal midfielder since De Rossi's came in, and it's been such a 180 from what we saw. Defensively, he'll always need work. He's not the greatest, but again, that's not the type of player he is. But De Rossi's really doing his best to get uh, the, the best out of and raise the values out of all these players. And one of the biggest... Uh, and it's one of the biggest things for Paredes, really. He's he's taken every advantage of it, and it's benefiting both him and the team. Completely agree. He's been one of the star players since De Rossi's reign. It's literally it is night and day from the last month. His awareness, 
his awareness, Scott, sorry mm. to cut you off. It's just, no, it, no, it's, 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 it's tremendous. It's like a real regista. It's, he knows when to just pass it off. He's always looking, in my opinion, sometimes it might be slow, but he's always looking to try to make the best forward pass instead of going sideways. Or even when he's getting pressured, he's very good. I'm not going to say he's a world beater at it, but he's very good at retaining the ball. We saw that a lot more against Inter where he retained it and he got by two, three players trying to pressure him. That's, uh, and there's a lot of trust that he can do it, and he's been certainly showing it. So he's always looking to move the ball forward. And personally, I think that uh, that attitude he has is, uh, you know, it's it's kind of over the top at times, you know, with, with his rough challenges, but he loves Roma. So it's just, again, it's just nice to see it, and, and it's good. I, I've certainly had a lot in trust in him. I don't know if you guys agree, but uh, mm-hmm. lately I don't want him out of the lineup. I, I think we look so different under when he plays the role rather than Cristante. And we talked about Cristante, you know, turning and uh, moving the ball. It's, it's like you said, thought it's slower than the milk. So, yeah, uh, I personally think he's he's the most pivotal player in our midfield right now. Uh, Nadette, what are your thoughts on the, I want to say, revolution of Leandro Paredes? So, first of all, Paredes has always been my, one of my favorites ever since his first reign at Roma. I didn't want him to leave. I complained, by, but I do complain about all players leaving. And now he looks very different. Of course, he has a lot to prove. He has the Rossi's number. And he came in taking the Rossi's number and su- suddenly the Rossi is Roma's coach. So if that doesn't motivate you to be better, I don't know what does. But like I said, he can carry a team. He's able to score penalties, as seems to be the norm for Argentinians. Um, and you can see his passion, um, even on and off the pitch for Roma. It's evident. And I love, I love seeing that. It's so refreshing, especially considering when you see, when you remember that, uh, as Joey was saying, these are pl- the same players that, played against Milan a month ago and even when Roma lost to Inter last week you can see that it's a different kind of loss because they worked hard for it and they didn't deserve to lose they, the, the, the score sheet definitely didn't um, justify w- how much they worked and you can see how ev- eventually I hope that Paredes can emerge as a leader in the midfield together with Pellegrini and why not Cristante? I like Cristante as well. He's lagged a bit, but uh, I think they all have something to offer for Roma. So I don't no, like I complaining agree. about players in general. So no, <laughs> no, I completely agree. I um, will add, Scott, before you continue, yeah. he has an added bonus. Uh, Paredes, he keeps a certain Argentinian happy, so that. <laughs> is an added bonus for me, an added quality. So I, I'm good with him staying on the team and never leaving. As long as he keeps Dybala happy, we're good. When is happy, I think Roma are a different team. So I'll, I'll throw that doesn't in there. Dybala, doesn't Dybala have... Uh, uh, where we are, February 24. Isn't it June 25 when his contract runs out? Yeah, he has yes. another year after this. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> uh, it's going to be a tough breakup eventually, but I don't know. We'll see what it comes. But it's just we'll in general. Go ahead. 
we'll see when that day happens. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that now. It's too early. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, Joey is, I want to say, a massive fan of Paolo Dybala. And I make the joke of Eminem and Stan playing on in the background (laughs) when he speaks about Paolo Dybala. (laughs) Yeah, he does it all the time, Nadette. It's like Nadette's love for Mancini. Just when you have a player... It just it just sticks with you, and the ball no, is. I mean, mean the, the ball is the ball. You cannot deny the greatness. I never expected. You can expect a Mancini to join Roma, but wow! I I mean, I was mystified when the ball actually landed in Rome and he became Roma's player. That it's amazing. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I was at work favorite. and I I watched it live at work. So <laughs> during a meeting. So that's how incredible it was. That's dedication. Yeah, it's the same way. He was one of my... I, I don't have too many favorite players that are outside of Roma, but he was always one of them. And the fact that he came to Roma was just... Uh, it was incredible. I was, I'm was. i still shocked that he still plays for us. Barring all his injuries and all that, I'm still incredibly shocked he plays for Roma. In fact, my father always says that you cannot count on him because he gets injured so much, unfortunately. But yeah, it is but, what it is. We're, we're, I mean, we're privileged to have him. Exactly. But now there's Baldanzi. You know, I think that's going to be Scott's new favorite player. Now they have, we have Baldanzi that mm-hmm. is coming in. So we have at least coverage. So we're slowly starting to win even without him, which is a good thing. And we will have the return of Tammy Abraham soon. And I will be very happy when that happens. Yes, we yes. will. I think we will we're see a different Abraham in the Rossi. Yeah. And we'll add another dimension to our attack. That's what I wanted to bring up next. Um, and it was a good segue by Nadette. Um, so I'll start off with you, Nadette. Uh, um, and we actually talked about this, Joey, in our previous pod. Um, the one that didn't lag uh, last week. Um, was it last? Uh, it was after the Inter game, wasn't it? Where we were with, um, with yeah. Rosa. Where we were talking about Tommy Abraham coming back. Um, would you expect him to start a few games, Nadette, when he comes back? I know Roma will ease him in gently because he is coming back after an ACL injury, which a game I was at and he got injured in the 90th minute in added time before Roma scored. Um, I've seen two players do their cruciates at the Olympico, Emerson Palmieri and um, Tammy Abraham. And both, both of them at the final game of the season, um, which is weird, but do you expect a lot of game time for Tammy after the easing in period? I hope so. He's um, at first, I didn't see the fuss in him, but then he started scoring. And I think that with some confidence and with the right attitude from the Rossi, I think he can be the great player that he was during the first season. Um, we need him. He belongs to Roma. I don't want to see him leave. So definitely waiting around for someone for eight months or how uh, I think it was eight months waiting around for him. I hope it will be um, worth it because I want to see him play for Roma again. He's he's amazing. I mean, I'm once again, bias comes in because I really like Abraham. I'm, I'm in love with Tommy Abraham in reality. So um, I a part of me. I don't want to sound cruel, but a part of me was slightly 
happy when the injury happened because that meant he wouldn't leave because I still believe he has a lot to give to Roma. I know it sounds cruel coming from me, but I mean, I I didn't want to trade Tammy Abraham for Lukaku. So I think he can be the difference that Roma need at the attack. That's very that's eloquently put, but I was going to say, if he didn't get injured, I feel he'll be playing in the Premier League right now. I think Roma would have cashed yes. in. Yeah, I, I, they were very shame. sure that they were going to sell him. So, and he plays yeah. for the he plays for for the team. I mean, it's 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 not like he's doing it just for himself. Like some people do, they take it as a business. It's evident. Most of these players. They love Roma, and that's what I like about them, and that's why I don't want them to leave because they work hard for the team, even when it becomes difficult. So I don't want to see someone like Matic once again. Again, <laughs> I actually found out. I actually found out why the reason he left. Why one of the reasons he he left? I think it was. I, I don't know if this is true, but I don't. Don't shoot the messenger or anyone. I think it was down to international <laughs> schooling for one of his daughters. I don't know if anyone, I any mean, of you uh, two have heard I that. heard of that as well, yeah. I haven't heard that, no. Mm. But I, I mean, at that age, yes, you're going to do what your wife tells you to do. So, I mean, yes, it's understandable. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the it's reasons why he could be potentially even Ren. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think on... Abraham, I think he'll add another dimension to our attack because I think he's a bit more mobile than Lukaku. You can play a different game to um, with Abraham. You can put the ball in behind defences where Lukaku is quite good with the, the ball to feet and his back to go and then he can bully defenders. But Joey, I know we briefly talked about it, but with Rosa, and then it, it's a week later and Lukaku didn't have a good game yesterday, but he did score in midweek off his shoulder. Um could you see Abraham starting a bit more when he comes back? Or could you see an Abraham-Lukaku axis? I think you can see, uh, I think you can see sort of both if uh, Dorothy kind of changed his, uh, his tactical methods. Look, it didn't work with Asmoon, but Asmoon kind of played in behind uh, Lukaku. I personally think Asmoon's a good link-up player, so maybe it was just one game. Um, but they both, between Abraham and Lukaku and even Asmund, they all offer uh, sort of different dimensions, especially Lukaku and Abraham, like we're mentioning. Um, I, I think he will take minutes off Lukaku because Lukaku certainly needs breathers. I mean, the guy plays 90 minutes every game almost besides Frozenone. And in certain situations, we need a goal. We need to change something up. We're playing a smaller team. I can certainly see them pairing together. Uh, one kind of comes to feet. One kind of goes in behind. Um, so I can certainly see that. But I would expect Abraham to kind of ease in and just take a few minutes off Lukaku rather than them playing together. But I can certainly see both. Yeah, I can see that. Um and also, there is games coming ahead where I could see both of them playing against teams who are below Roma. And also, I could see just one of them playing because also Roma have not got the best running for the final four or five games of the season. Um, and also, they've got Lazio in April, which 
I really want Roma to win after the cockiness from the Lazio players after the Coppa Italia game. Will we finally score That's a goal against Lazio? Is a question. Uh, it's two. It's almost two years. Was it March nineteenth, twenty twenty-two? Yeah, twentieth. It's yeah. one of the two. Uh, who's and who scored that? Oh, it's Lorenzo Pellegrini's free kick. Yeah, that's the last time we scored against them. And the Tammy Abraham goal at the beginning. Yeah. Yes, from those, the those from, are the last time that there we scored match against. I was meant to go watch physically and didn't. Oh no! Could you not make okay. it? In the, uh, the no, stu- there was stupid question, but ah yes, yes. Oh my god, yeah. I got. I'm not gonna lie. I caught COVID after that. I caught I caught COVID off my friend the day before that that game when that was the first time I've had it, but I've had it twice. Don't recommend it for a third time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I remember. Co- yes, God, COVID two years ago. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's like so far from people's memory. Like ah, yes, COVID. Yes. Um, oh my God, Joey, it's, it's literally almost two years since we scored against Lazio. Yeah, next time we play them, when we had the last derby talk, it's going to be over two years, for sure, since Abraham's yeah. race and uh, Pellegrini's free kick. Unless she you count Ibanez's mistake. Yeah, yeah. don't talk about that. <laughs> Technically, we did score against them, just not in the right net. <laughs> not in the right net, yeah. And then we gave a phantom penalty uh, from a, which our ex-manager or ex-coach talked about. Um, do you guys I want to talk about Thursday? I don't know how you two... Yeah. Oh, same, yeah. Um, do you two want to talk about Thursday? Uh, are you two... How are you two feeling about it? Confident? One all back at home? There's no away fans like there was in, no none in Rotterdam because when Roma scored it was like you couldn't hear a pin drop in the uh, in the Coip. But uh, Nadette, I'll start with you. How how are you feeling going into Thursday in the uh, Europa League tie against Feyenoord? I mean, it's Feyenoord. It's always a problem. So um, I told my Roma Twitter friends that I don't mind if we leave at the next. Um, exit as long as we beat Feyenoord and Mm -hmm. I actually am okay with the draw because I prefer that they don't win the first match because I don't trust the team uh, to not lose the second one but it's at home and I saw how they played yesterday and this was so much passion for an away match against Frozenone so I I can imagine Lukaku doing actually doing very well on Thursday I hope so I know that uh, Feyenoord want it as well. I cannot blame them because, I mean, it's it's annoying always facing Roma and losing to them. <laughs> but they get what they deserve so far. So I hope that we can keep this up and at least be in another competition because, I mean, struggling to get to fourth place and just having that is, is going to be, uh, would be um, really... Uh, a pity because we can see how much De Rossi has worked to create a better team. So I'm hopeful, but worry as a Roma fan should always be. Oh God, there's always that worry, isn't it? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Roman Easter, always worried. Um, 
Joey, they only scraped past um, RKC 1-0 with your favourite midfielder scoring and also they had a whopping 32 shots on goal yesterday. But how confident are you, you on Thursday? Very. I I really expect Roma to win the game. I don't see a reason or a worry. There always is a little worry. Nadette is right. It is Roma. We are prone to these moments um, where we just lose our heads. I get it, but Feyenoord, to me, are, are not even the same team as they were last year. I thought last year they were mm. better. They had more players. Oh, God, yeah. Some play- uh, yeah, but some players, obviously, like uh, Jimenez has stood out more this year for sure. But uh, I'm fully confident. Uh, the only teams we lost to at the Olympico are uh, Milan, which we didn't really play well, and Inter, which we played super well. And Adet mentioned about you know how we the loss was so much different. Uh, we actually played tremendous against a team that's only lost once all year. So um, I, I fully expect to win the game. Even Lukaku said it. I think he said after the Feyenoord post-match, he even smiled. He's like, yeah, things will be different in Rome. I think they will be. I, I don't see how Feyenoord will survive the seventy to 75,000 uh, fans just screaming on the team that are, they were so motivated against Frosinone and even against Feyenoord where they had no fans. Imagine in front of the home fans of 70,000 people. I, I don't see a way Roma do not progress. You have Dybala rested, uh, Lukaku, he only played 45 minutes. Hopefully he gave him a breather. I think Roma are, are, are certainly going to take it Thursday. And I'm usually not the confident one in, in Roma. <laughs> no, uh, I'm the you, confident one. <laughs> yeah, you're usually the confident one, Scott. I will be severely disappointed if they do not pass. They they got the perfect result they could. I mean, yes, they could have won the game at the Decoip, but they played, mm. I mean, at least well enough to win, or if if not even to win, a draw. They didn't play like they played last year where they could have lost by 2-3. Um, it was totally different. So I, I can't see a way where Roma at the Olympico, who is one of the strongest home teams in not only Serie A and all of football, uh, I don't see how they can't advance over Feyenoord. So I, I expect them to win on Thursday. I just do not want it to go to extra time like last year. But that actually worked in Roma's favour, didn't it? <laughs> uh, the great match. It was, it, it was probably good. It was really our. It, it really started our downfall, right? With all the injuries, I don't know that that uh, that that game was the one. Uh, if you remember that, that's the game where everyone got injured and the rest of Serie A just went to complete shit at the end. Like it was, was it, everybody got injured that Atalant- game. Was it the Atalanta game afterwards? Where um, who's the Argentinian defender who failed a drugs test Pal- last Palomino. year? Palomino tried to ruin Dybala. And break him in half. Oh, that was terrible. That was probably one of the worst challenges I saw up until yesterday when Mason Holgate tried to literally ruin Matoma with that challenge. I don't know if any of you two seen that challenge from the Premier League yesterday. Oh, my goodness me. It was one of the worst ones I've seen. But um, no, I actually thought I'm, I'm the opposite, Joey. I know the league form went downhill after this game last season, but. I thought Roma got better in extra time and took their chances because they scored, what, five or ten minutes into the first half of Al Shirari in, in extra time, got the fourth, and then Jimenez tried to land one on Mancini, and Mancini never flinched, kicked the ball away, pushed Jimenez over, and guess who was refereeing that game? 
<laughs> I know. I don't, I, know. Just... I don't mention that name. Yeah, we don't mention that. Definitely don't so, want to mention that. He has the initials AT, and he actually <laughs> did something good, and he actually sent Jimenez off. Um, we don't mention Only because that, it was definitely. the 120th minute. True. True. Did um, you but... did you guys see since you mentioned Scott, you mentioned AT, he did the um the was it I don't know if it was a Chelsea City match or he did a match. Did you guys see the the fan that went to go watch his game in the Premier League? I'm not gonna say what was said on the but he had a poster sign in, in a Premier League game with I think it was obviously it was a Roma fan. I, I don't know if you guys oh, saw really? it. Yes. Saw that. Oh. yes. Uh yeah, I don't so, know what it what it was intended to mean, but it it said Taylor Fred though. Yes, I saw it. Yes, he there was actually Scott a Roma fan that went to the Premier League and had a had basically uh was a Roma yeah he had like a poster of a of a saying towards Anthony Taylor in a Premier League game. I uh, just wild. I'll send you the picture after. I can imagine myself re- doing that. True. Uh, me- me too, probably. I'm just trying to figure out which game he did. Um, it was a Chelsea game. I'm pretty Man- sure it was a Chelsea game. So it was either Chelsea uh, Man City or it was the one before that. But I'm I pretty think it sure was the, the Chelsea Man City game. Yeah, it, might, it probably was the Chelsea on, Man City at the at the Etihad. Yeah, the Etihad. I'll send it to you later. But Scott, on the match itself, you're absolutely right. I think Roma dominated that extra time. Um, El Shirari scoring right away. I think it was. He, Banyas, there was somebody and Pellegrini scoring. No, Dybala at the 89th minute. It was yes, yeah, 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 yes. He scored to tie it. How and could you forget that? that? No, no, no. I, I was speaking just after an extra time. I, I know Dybala tied the game. I'm speaking just and after. And then Al Shirari. Al Shirari Pellegrini. And then Pellegrini. Yeah, and Pellegrini finished off. But they, they absolutely dominated. There was nothing left. I thought they were tremendous that extra time with those two goals. I'm just saying afterwards, you know, Roma put, put so much effort. Obviously, they were so tired, but we end up having so many injuries between that game and Atalanta game. It kind of turned the rest of the season of how we were with injuries, with fatigue. So, but that game, yeah, of course, the extra time was was uh, was great. It was one of the best. I mean, one of that's the best how you group. want your team to act. Yeah, of course, time. of course, they they inserted dominance as soon as the ball scored that thirty minutes. They're all over Feyenoord. Uh, so for sure, that's like that said, that's how you want to see your team play at home. And that, you know, that's how I can't, maybe not to that level, but that's what I sort of expect Thursday. Uh, I, I don't, I don't expect us to have a, I don't expect it to be a close match. Uh, it could end maybe one, two, zero or two, one. It could end by, but I don't feel like it will be close or you'll be nervous. I don't know why, but I don't have that feeling. I, I really think Roma will dominate the match. I hope so. I look, f- so do I. But I look forward to our podcast Friday evening. If it goes <laughs> south, if it goes uh, south, Scott, well, uh, I'll say I'm massively wrong. It's just, but yeah, uh, I, I just hope it doesn't happen. One round, like Nadet said, I'll be happy with one round. I'm keeping a very close on fifth place, Scott. We're within touching distance of having the fifth spot for Champions League. If Roma can win this game, win the tie, we it puts us in a much better chance for it. So we're, we're really within touching distance of having five Serie A teams in Champions League next season. 
and also it's Feyenoord, so I don't want them to be exactly. Lost. We I want to see Arnslot lose again, and I want to see him what he has to talk about with his yes. his stupid sayings. Uh, you know, even last time he he pisses me off every time he speaks. It just pisses Thanks me off. His comments, his comments Those are comments the worst. Were really weird. Yes, he he says strange. how Roma. Yeah, he says how Roma played the same way. They press the same. They play the same way. I was like, I looked at my phone. I was like, excuse me? How can you compare Roma, the way they played under Mourinho, to the way they played under Rossi? You're telling me that's not different? I don't know how he's a coach. Maybe he might be a good coach, but saying things like he that. He's a good coach. He, and he, he still didn't coach. beat them, so. A- exactly. He knows their match. <laughs> exactly. Right, that Exactly. I was just going to say, if he knows how Roma play the same way, you've played them now. That was the fourth time playing them. You're telling me after four times, you know exactly how they're going to play. You couldn't beat them. It's four times you've played them now. Uh, I mean, he's a good coach, sure, but some of his comments are just they're just stupid at times. The the fact that he said, with that. right, <laughs> the fact that he said he he just played that Roma played the same way under the Rossi and Mourinho, and everybody, every good footballer knows, footballing fan knows, we are not playing the same way. Uh, I didn't expect those comments and. I just, I just found them. They were stupid. So did I. I was baffled when I, when I saw those comments on, on Thursday evening. Um, by the way, uh, Anthony Taylor did the Wolves Tottenham game, which Wolves oh, won yes, two one. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the new White Hart Lane. So that was a. Uh, I think he did the Nottingham Forest game the week before. Um, then maybe it was that name, one. I'm mistaken. It was yeah. one of the London teams, but he's. I'll send it to you after. But there was a Roma fan there. It was. <laughs> I was actually. I was actually laughing. But yeah, we, we still fr- hate him. So, my friend is a Chelsea fan, and he absolutely despises him with a passion. And he sent me a message after the Europa League final, saying, "I'm sorry, you've just been. I know how you feel. <laughs> what what happened?" and I think he's probably even more happy because he's Anthony Taylor is not doing the Carabao Cup final next weekend. Thank God he should be removed. He shouldn't be refereeing him. <laughs> no. no, that's 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 enough of Anthony Taylor talk on a Roma yes. podcast. But there is still <laughs> there is still some underlying issues from us Roma fans um, and in football <laughs> fans in general about that certain referee. Um, before we wrap up, guys, do you have anything else to add? Uh, I just I hope that Roma can keep up the good run. It's been a roller coaster couple of years. I'm happy to see that Roma have managed to move forward and do well throughout the, these past years. And now that we have a new coach who is so much loved um, by everyone. I mean, it's not every day you get to see one of your legends uh, coaching you. Um, I hope that he can win the trophy he never got to win as a player. Oh, I can't not dream. You're dreaming big, Nadette. You are dreaming big. It doesn't have to be this year. I hope that he does well enough to stay. That, that is the million-dollar question, isn't it? If if he does really well this season and hits the objectives, is it worth giving him a punt and just be like, do you want, give him 18 months 
and then give him or or a year deal. See what happens. If it's not doing well in January, you could just go. All both all parties can just do a nice golden handshake and all can walk away. But I wouldn't mind seeing him for next season. He's done a. I know it's a small sample size. Or is it five six games? Still a long Roma way to go. What? Yeah, still a long way to go. He's won four out of six, one draw, one defeat. Uh, they've impressed in most of the games. Uh, he's implemented a, a new tactical style. Um, and when we're playing on the front foot, what else could go wrong? I saw some whiny Mourinho fans baiting Roma fans. Don't buy. It's not worth it. And one of them put... Well, at least they played entertaining football. And I just thought, oh, you absolute moron. What is that? That's such a, such a faceless thing to say. Um, we can actually have opinions now, can't we, Joey? I felt like I was biting my tongue for about two years. Even poor Imran was like, he's trying to fight the fight. He was just like, it was just like a non-battle in the end. But just these these comments from them. Some of them are fine. Like I've spoken to some on social media. Some of them are fine. I put up a post yesterday and I was thinking, oh, no, why did I? Well, I've just, uh, the pitchforks will be out. But I messaged Joey Arthur and said, nothing. Like I said that Daniele De Rossi's equaled Mourinho's away win record in Serie A this season of two. And he's done it in two games. Mourinho had 10 games in, in the league away from home and won twice. And Joey said that we, was it back-to-back wins or back-to-back away wins since October 2022? Yeah, back-to-back away wins in Syria. <sighs> we can actually have an opinion now, can't we? Yeah, we, not can, we, our we, we, we certainly can, but like you said, yeah, some of them are great. It's just they, a lot of them are a relentless bunch and they don't really make you have an opinion, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, they just they see it one way. It is what it is. They still talk about days of Tottenham and, and Manchester United, and he hasn't coached any of them, and it's now four years. Four and, years, yeah. And even longer in Man United. So, But, you know, to go back Seven, on the positive eight, with the Rossi, years, yeah. I, yeah, and to go back the positive on the Rossi, I'll just mention, I think, if, I think they will give him a contract if they make Champions League. Uh, they may not if they don't. Would I see, want to see him if they make Champions League? That all depends the type of coach. If you tell me Allegri, I mean, I may be in the minority. If you tell me someone like Allegri or Conte are going to be offered, I would say certainly not continue with De Rossi. If you, you know, if you're talking to me about a Mata or someone progressive that has more experience, maybe I, you know, I, I, I would be happy with either one. I wouldn't be upset, but I wouldn't want another coach like Allegri or Conte, which I saw rumors. At that case, I'd rather continue with the Rossi no matter what. But we'll see. But I think he will be offered a contract if um, if they make Champions League. Matt Sarri could be available. <laughs> he yeah, is. he got sacked. No, he, he is. He just got sacked. So he's gone. Is that actually... I, I was reading today because they're a point... Is it the Slovakia national team coach? Yeah. Uh, I think they're appointing... And I was just like, why do it before the Barcelona game? Why don't you just do it at the weekend when you drew one or at home to Genoa? Uh, they, should, they should have. I think there, you need approval, Scott, from the FIGC to have a double uh, uh, role. 
Okay. So I may have taken time. I'm I'm certainly I'm happy and I'm not. I mean, I, look, I I want Italian teams to do well. Yes, uh, like I mean, seeing Napoli struggle like this, I don't hate Napoli or at any case, you know, it's not the same as Juve and maybe the Milan clubs. I personally don't mind if Napoli do do well. They play beautiful football under Spalletti. I loved what I saw. I just I want them to struggle because I'm a Roma fan, so I want Roma to finish higher, but. I also want them to beat Barcelona. You know, I want to support the Italian teams, which, you know, because of that fifth spot. So, but something needed to be done for, for Napoli. Mm-hmm. I watched their games and they cannot score. It, it looked like Roma under Mourinho. They just, and they have Osimin, Cavascalia. They have so many good, they cannot score a goal. Like I'm, I'm watching this as a Roma fan. I'm like, oh my God, I'm at ease knowing Roma can score two goals a game. Uh, they seem like it now. Napoli can barely score one. They struggle. So it was certainly time to to make a change. And hopefully it's positive for them, especially they have a big game coming up. I think it's Wednesday against Barcelona. So hopefully it's it goes positive for them. Not, not enough to pass Roma, but hopefully it goes well enough uh, for them to at least finish off the season strongly. Did you celebrate Lazio's win when Ciro Panobile scored that penalty against you know, Bayern Munich? You know what, Scott? I, today. You know what, Scott? I was, and you know, I want to get Nadette's opinion before we end off. I was, I've been afraid you were going to ask me this, and I'm going to have to publicly say it. Yes, I <laughs> clenched my fist, and I. That's I, why I put up. I put a yes, and a, I put my fist up like I like I celebrated. I I did. I did. I'm sorry, Nadette. I want Roma to make Champions League at all costs. This is the this is the one thing I've been wanting since 2018. So I will take every single way, barring a trophy win of Lazio or any Italian team. I will I will be certainly happy if Lazio beat Bayern. Like I'm rooting for Lazio 1,000% to pass against Bayern, as I am for Napoli, Inter. I was super happy with Milan. So, yes, Scott, it's publicly stated. I was happy when Lazio beat Bayern Munich. It upped their chances by nearly, I think it's 20%. We're in about 80 to 84% to get the fifth spot. And if Lazio beat Bayern, which is the direct rival, because Germany is, there are two spots. And to me, England's going to take one. They're too strong in every competition. Mm. So it's between Italy and Germany. So it's a direct rival. If you take out Bayern Munich, they go up That's into about 90, 95%. Yeah, it's pretty much Italy's to lose. And to make top five, well, it's easier than making top four. So, yes, I celebrated it. And I swear I wanted to ask Nadette, it's how do you feel? I, I don't know if you know too much about fifth, but would you support the Italian teams just to get that fifth spot? Because it does give Roma uh, better chances to make it. But that means you have to have Lazio wanting to do well in Champions League. So, there is a con to all of this. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. So it depends on the team. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, when it was Juventus, I was even willing to cheer for Cristiano Ronaldo, whom I dislike, as long as it's not Juventus. The same goes for Lazio in my end. I'm too passionate. I, I don't like the way um, Roma are treated. I still cannot forget the way Bove was treated the last derby. So mm. no... I don't care in my case. I If Roma want to make fifth place, they should just play well. Um, they should beat all the teams. They 
want to, including Bologna, who seem unstoppable right now. Um, and I don't want Roma to depend on other teams to make it. That's that's basically what it is. I don't believe that Lazio will beat Bayern in the second round. Sometimes winning 1-0 is dangerous. Let's not forget that Roma had bet Manchester United 2-1 back in 2007, before the 7-1. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm usually quite worried of winning the first leg. Um, I don't know. It seems to me that Lazio can win if they score a penalty. That seems to be the norm. So they're not. I don't think they're strong enough to go even further. Even if they do beat Bayern, good luck to them. They won't survive another round. Uh, at least that's my thoughts. I'm not sure Inter can do what they did last year. It was quite a feat having them get to the final and Milan in the semi-final. The team that I see that is the most uh, possible to do something in Europe is actually Milan. They've done well. I saw yeah, the goals. They were great. So, mm. I don't know. It, it's, I certainly, like... it's certainly so, tough. Sorry, Joey. I was just going to say it's certainly tough. Uh, like, um, you know, the teams that they have to play in, it's certainly tough wanting to root for them because they're our rivals. And that I agree 1,000%. I only want Lazio to beat Bayern Munich, and then I want them completely out the next round because as soon as you eliminate a German team, while Italy's chances of getting that fifth spot is automatic, it's like it's nearly there. They nearly have it because that's who they're rivaling. And as soon as they would beat Bayern, I want them to get destroyed in the next round. So although I want this almost at all costs, I'm still a passionate Roman fan and I want to see them have the worst luck in Champions League. So, you know, they can celebrate their, their, their Bayern victory. I mean, they used to laugh at us for only celebrating a Barcelona, you know, comeback. So we we can do the same. So I just want them to beat Bayern Munich. Not even beat them, even if they draw them, just advance. So that means you take Bayern out of the competition. That's what certainly what I would like. But I agree with that. I think the biggest Serie A team to go far in Europe would probably be Milan. I think they, they look super strong against Ren. And uh, yeah, obviously it's weaker competition. So I can see them being very successful. And Inter, maybe they won't make a final, but I certainly think they can. I, I, I think that the favorites against Atletico Madrid, I mean, I think Atletico have been great, but Inter have just been unstoppable. And I think they can at least win a round or two. So uh, it will be interesting to see, but I will support them at least for another round or so. And then from that point on, I, I want them to start losing. So uh, just enough for us to get fifth, fifth spot of Champions League. This is the same AC Milan team that capitulated last night against Monza. So anything <laughs> can happen. This is, is anything can happen. Um, but you mentioned uh, Lazio winning against Bayern. Well, if Thomas Tuchel's still in charge, anything can happen because they lost to Bochum yesterday. And Joey, you almost ruined my joke, which I saw on social media yesterday. But Bayern did hit rock Bochum yesterday <laughs> after that defeat. And I saw yeah, that they, on social they media. Did. Yeah, they, they like, certainly yeah. do. And Scott, you were saying um, you were saying about Tuchel getting fired. I I actually don't want him to leave till after they play Lazio. So you know, Lazio have a chance to just progress, and then they do something uh, about it. I don't even care if you know a Lazio winner. Like I'd rather them even just draw, but having them just win that first round because that's the way the points work. They took points off of Germany and they added points. That's that's where it made a huge difference. Even if they do end up losing, which I think Nadet is right on, I don't think they'll hold out of Munich. I'm sorry for as bad as they're playing, they're not good enough. I mean, they, they couldn't even hold out against Bologna. So it's, 
uh, yeah, I, I think they have it rock bottom. So uh, certainly, I don't know what's going on with that team, but you're right. Anything, anything can happen. Really, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Imagine Harry Kane leaving a team who has struggled to win trophies to go to a team that's won the Bundesliga eleven years in a row and now are eight points behind Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, they're not going to win it. It's. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. He's one of the best strikers in the world. I, I certainly feel bad for him. I, he has tremendously bad luck. I see so many memes about, um, you know, the comparisons of Tottenham to Bayern, and I just he leaves the trophyless team to win no trophies at Bayern. I, I feel bad. I, I really do. It's not on him, but they're not going to win the league. It's crazy. That Leverkusen look unstoppable, and they're one of the favorites to win Europa League. Them and Liverpool. Yeah. Well, they are nicknamed Bayern Neverkusen because they've done it. They've been so close so many times, but let's wait and see. We saw Leverkusen firsthand last season, and they're a very good team. I thought this season they would do well under Xabi Alonso, and never know. Alonso could be the next Liverpool manager. Yeah, he's certainly up there to be one of the uh, one of the top coaches uh, and coach a top team very soon. Scott, did you right, celebrate? Guys, we've gone all. I mean, oh, sorry. I just have to ask before you let I, go. To be did honest, you celebrate that goal. I, to be honest, Joey, I didn't care. I don't okay. care. To be honest, okay. As Nadette says, Roma have to play. Roma have to beat the teams to get to fifth and do well. It's like you don't have to rely on other teams. You have to beat what's in front of you. As as quite crass and quite forward as, as that sounds, you can rely. You have to rely on other results, but you don't want to be over-reliant on other teams dropping points. That is a natural thing that's going to happen. Um. Like I said to you yesterday, Atalanta and Bologna will drop points because they play each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's true. And the that's teams around Roma will manage. Yeah, and that's where Roma need to pick up points because they play Monza, they play Fiorentina, I think they play Sassuolo, they play Lazio, and they play someone else, and then they play, they even play Torino so next week. Time will tell. For sure. Yeah, Torino. Yeah, but yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Um, we've we've gone seventy minutes. <laughs> I didn't even realize we've gone that long. <laughs> we've uh, we've talked about so many topics. Um, before we wrap up, do you have any, guys have anything else to add? No, I think Nadette ended perfectly well. Before we went on the fifth spot rant, I think she ended perfectly. I, I can't top that. So, Uh, from my end, just thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to speak about Roma. So. You're more than welcome, Nadette. You're more than welcome. Uh, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com and you can find us on all podcast platforms, so Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., etc. We'll be back Friday evening. Uh, it may be a bit later for us recording because I'm actually going out for a meal for my friend's birthday after I finish work. It's Spanish food, Joey. I know you like to know what food I'm having. So it's Spanish tapas food. I want to see pictures. We do. Of course. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see pictures Nadette, of the food. We... <laughs> That's better. Nadette, we, we like to talk about food. And we 
that's a Sam, my producer, is a massive foodie also, and he said to me, when the football season's over, we'll do one podcast about food. We'll say Lamaja cast on food, so we might have to do that. So, um, are you a massive foodie as well, Nadat? Yes, I have there photos of all the food I make and I I order, so yes. That makes three of us probably, Joey. You're a massive <laughs> foodie, I'm a foodie. Yeah, uh, we'll probably end it on that. Uh, Joey and Nadette, thank you so much for joining me on this Monday evening. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on and talk about AS Roma. It means so much. Thank you, Scott, and uh, it was a pleasure having you on, Adet. It's uh, it's always refreshing getting another uh, opinion about uh, Roma on here, too. So it was great having you on as well. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. Uh, Like I said, we'll be back Friday um, to talk about Roma and Feyenoord. Someone has been bold and brave. I hope it doesn't come back to bite them on the podcast on Friday evening where he's probably just mincing his words. (laughs) <laughs> clip that guys Joey's, Joey's been brave and he's predicting the Roma win for Thursday but no uh, that's enough from us enjoy the rest of your week we'll speak soon on Friday take care ciao ciao Night.